Welcome to The Shift, the podcast that empowers you to make a change in your life and chase your dreams with passion and purpose. If you are tired of feeling stuck in a life that doesn't fulfill you, if you have big dreams and ambitions but struggle to turn them into reality, if you want to break free from self-doubt and limited beliefs, Join us every week to listen to inspiring stories from regular people just like you, actionable insights, and the motivation you need to make the shift towards your own dreams. And please don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave us a review to help spread the message and inspire others. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. Today, I have Michael McCoy on our podcast. Michael has recently made a shift you know, from being a full-time employee to a real estate investor. And we're going to ask Michael a bunch of questions about how he did that, uh, how he did that, what he thought, how he felt about it, and a lot, uh, and lots more. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Of course, no problem. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> yeah, Michael's a good uh, buddy of mine. We, pro- we met about maybe six months ago or so in our in one of our, I would say, the mastermind uh, real estate group. And since then, we've been uh, chatting a lot. Mike, Michael, I think a lot of uh, listeners are curious about you know what you did before and what was your life looked like before you became a real estate investor. Sure. I, I was a full-time in accounting for three auto internet companies over 10 years. And then I always had my real estate license here in Los Angeles and would help out friends and family by referral. And uh, later on, a few cash investors who wanted me to find them deals on market and off market as well. So I always was part-time in real estate, uh, but I had the full-time W-2 income as well from accounting. And then, you know, COVID struck and I, um, I, uh, sorry about that, COVID struck and I, uh, you know, had some time on my hands as I was starting to work from home like everyone else. And you know, I started to think about going after real estate full-time, which is what I always wanted to do and started to make a shift and write down my plans and and think about how I can get that done. So uh, the first year of COVID, I, I was working from home like everyone else. And then uh, January 21, uh, there were some shifts within the business at the W-2 income. And, you know, it was a decision between myself and that current company at that time to... Uh, separate and that's when I decided to go after it full time. January of twenty one. I ramped up my realty business as far as getting more deals for my cash buyers. Uh with on market deals. I also made a plan to go after off market deals more as well. And then more so I decided to uh develop my multifamily investment phase as well which is where I where I am now after this last year, going after those more than I ever had before. Nice. That's fantastic, man. Congratulations. Congratulations Thanks. on uh, 
making a shift. Right. But, uh, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, I try, a lot of people think about how to make that happen. A lot of people who made that happen probably still have some doubts in their head, you know, whether or not they made the right choice. But I'm sort of curious, tell me about the time, like when you actually realized like you wanted to make a shift and what was going on through your mind at that time? Sure. I would say uh, the pandemic was a catalyst to finally make that jump. I'd already started my S-Corp several years ago. I'd already set up my business. I'd already worked on some rentals in the Cleveland area. So I'd already taken steps, but I didn't take the big leap, so to speak. And I think, you know, when the pandemic happened, it changed a lot of people's mindsets some for the better, some for not. But as far as business goes, it's not the same anymore. People don't conduct business as they did pre-pandemic because a lot of people are uh, home-based now. A lot of people had time to pursue things they wanted as opposed to just things that they had to do. And then I just realized that, you know, if I'm ever going to make that jump, this may be the time. And this may be the best way to do it is to go after it as the world has changed as well. So I was always waiting for something to happen, but sometimes you just got to make it happen. That makes sense. So I began to get involved in many of the Facebook groups you and I are part of, uh, multifamily uh, investing last summer and, you know, develop great relationships with people I consider uh, mentors as well as peers and just seeing all the activity that people are able to do while they have jobs as well as being able to do it from home was also a push that I needed to be able to know that I could do it as well. Man, that's fantastic. You just uh, dropped, you just dropped a bomb, I would say. So everyone, please take a note. Instead of waiting for something to happen, you know, make it happen. Right. I, I think I think this is a very good statement. You also mentioned that you had plans and you know you thought about how to make a shift. What? To, how did you? Like, what sort of plans were you conducting? Uh, how How did you prepare yourself to take that leap of faith and start doing what you're doing right now? Right started to observe what others were doing that I wanted to do and pick their brains and and get some advice and and just listen, a lot of listening to what others were doing in the multifamily space. So I was able to uh, seek out opportunities with other investors who were working on deals uh, and get involved uh, as a limited partner to learn the business that way, you know, basically sort of putting your money where your mouth is and and getting in. As you continue to look for your own deals, you can still participate in others, other people's deals. So that was that was important for me. So just learning how the multifamily business works, how now there's investors and then there's operators and then they both work in conjunction to get the deal done and to get it uh, repositioned to the way 
that the uh, group would like it to be. So I was able to uh, learn a lot of that last year as well um, to where now I'm able to have more confidence in getting my own deals and putting together my own team and, and, and doing those same things and just repeating what I've already uh, seen other investors do. That's, uh, that's important, I would say, uh, you know, to say the least. What, uh, what Michael just mentioned, like, guys, if you don't know, like, where to start or how to start, you know, observe, you know, listen, get uh, with people who have already done it, right? And just you know, probably ask questions, ask lots of questions on how they did it. I think people are willing to stare and they don't really, not necessarily hide things on what was, like, how they actually became successful. Maybe some people do, but I think Michael and I, we're, we're in groups where people are willing to share their success. And I think what Michael was just talking about is he observed, he listened, he asked lots of questions. He participated in other people's deals. And that's how he learned. And while he was learning, he was also applying his knowledge. Right? Is, is that correct, Mike? Yeah, definitely. I would say with multifamily and just commercial real estate in general, it's uh, kind of like opposite of what we learned in school. It's a sharing business. So most people who are successful are always sharing their deals, their knowledge, their money, whatever the case may be, to be able to do more because you can't do it alone. I've learned like in school, we learned, you know, it's not, you're not supposed to copy off each other. You're not supposed to share. You're supposed to get it done yourself. But in business, that that's not how it works. It has to be a group, a team, combined effort to get across the finish line or or it won't work. So sharing is basically, I would say, the key word for commercial real estate, multifamily investing. To get it done, that's important. Very. I'm just writing this down. I think these, these bombs are fabulous. Thanks, Michael. You mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, when they do want to make a shift, you know, a lot will a lot will not through their minds, right? You're like, is it is it the right choice? Am I going to be good at it? Is it is it for me? And you know, lots of limited beliefs, I think, uh, are going through the through people's mind. Uh, what was the limited belief that was going through your mind, and how did you conquer that limited belief? Right. I, w- I would say that the risk were maybe greater than the reward, but that's only because when you do something you've never done before, it's an unknown. I think we as humans, our biggest fear just happens to be the unknown. So there's only one way to conquer that, and that is to get it to not be unknown and to actually do it. And that's the only way that we can accomplish and and surpass that fear is to actually get it get it done. So I think, you know, for me, you know, once I get past that unknown and and go go against it and then surpass it, then nothing else limits me at that point. So I think that's common for most of us is it's just knowing we have to do something we've never done before. And then once we get get that done then it's like a relief and you, you understand that it wasn't as 
as hard or as fearful as you thought it might be. Excellent. I think that's an excellent point. Get uncomfortable. Like, All right. Get uncomfortable in order for you to get comfortable later on. Right. Superb, superb. There's a, there are a lot of educational resources, right, that people can step up on, right? You know, read, read a book or listen to the podcast or you know, do something else. What was the, what would you say the educational source? What was the educational source that impacted you the most in your business? All right. I was a couple things in the mid two mid two thousands. I read all of the rich dad, poor dad book series on my way to and from work. So that's kind of like the beginning catalyst for me into the real estate business. Just learning that you need to have your money work for you and not to not work for your money. You know, we're all taught mostly unless you have entrepreneurial parents to go to school, get a great job save for retirement and then retire. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you don't want to, there's other avenues as well, including investing. So that's kind of where I started my investing um, journey was with those series of books, as well as uh, Napoleon Hill's books as well. And you now the alchemist as well. So a few books definitely got my wheels turning and, and, and approaching money and business more than I was taught. And then from there, uh, a lot of real estate networking events and groups, as well as uh, the recent Facebook multifamily groups, all those in conjunction have helped me understand that, you know, the business is it's not, it's not as difficult as it may seem. It's basically... You know, just relationships, most important, will help you accomplish what you need to in, in building the, that foundation with working with people who are already doing what you want to do. So those things combined kind of were my catalyst to get me to where I am now. That's impressive, man. That's super impressive. And just to summarize what Michael just said, uh, there are three books that helped him sort of to get his wills started right in his brain. It's like Rich Dad and Poor Dad, Napoleon Hill, and The Alchemist. Actually, I haven't read The Alchemist. Uh, I should probably get on it. I read the others too, and uh, I would say they're, they were fantastic. I really like them. Right. I've never actually read The Alchemist. That's a good one. Thank you for suggesting that. I'll get on it right after a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any, is there a, a tip that you may share with the audience who are thinking about shifting their life to something else? Yeah, I would say you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So for me, yeah, there were, there were times where you want to do everything all at once and then you can get overwhelmed and then you, you try and do too many things at once and then you can get overwhelmed. So one piece of advice I would say is do one thing at least a day for your business. 
so that each day you feel like you accomplished something. It doesn't matter how big or small it is, but instead of trying to do everything all at once, and then sometimes you get overwhelmed, things things come up. You have, uh, you're always going to have distractions because we're all humans. Just try to get one thing done for your business at least per day. And if you can do more than one, great, but at least one. So that way you feel like you accomplish something each and every day, and then it'll build and snowball, and then you'll get your accomplishment at some point. But, you know, to try to not get too overwhelmed, just at least get one thing done a day for your business, that will help you continue to build momentum to whatever uh, end goal you might have for it. What a great advice. I think it's very important what Michael just said in terms of building that momentum. And a lot of people say that, you know, you have to, you have to multitask, but in reality, I think you don't have to, right? I think you just concentrate on one thing and one thing only do that one thing very good and move on to another one, right? But I think if you do multitasking and let's say you, you do three things at once, you're kind of doing 33% of everything of all those three things, right? Instead of a hundred percent doing just one thing only. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, we all are, we all work differently. We all um, have strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, my opinion, um, whatever you're strongest at, you'll probably be able to do that with the most efficiency and, and get it done in a more timely manner. And then whatever you're weaker at, you may have to spend a little bit more time to get it mastered. But, you know, time management is important in business. So only you will know how to distribute that. That will get you to the whatever success you're trying to reach. So when you're feeling overwhelmed or you feel like you're not getting anything done, if you can seek out one thing to accomplish for that day, that'll help you for the next day, the next day to continue to build that momentum. Guys, take notes. Michael is dropping real bombs right now. Michael, what is the, I know you're working on a lot of things. I know you're doing a lot of things and you're trying to build basically generational wealth, right? Uh, doing the real estate investment part. What are you currently working right now? And what is the biggest challenge you are facing? So building that generational wealth. Right. So I've made the decision to become a multifamily syndicator. So basically I made the decision to focus most of my investing on apartments. And um, currently I am under contract for an apartment building in the Midwest. And, you know, the next phase is getting together my lending, getting together the person who's going to help me sign for the loan, getting together the group of investors who will be in the deal with me. So there's a lot of moving parts to, to get to the to, excuse me, to get to that point, to get it done. But I I have built great relationships with people who have done it already so I can learn from them, make sure I'm doing it right, have the right professionals involved on the law side and on the uh, brokerage side and on the lending side to get it across the finish line so that I can rinse and repeat and get it repositioned and move on to the next one as well. 
I keep going and, and going and, and getting it done. So that's kind of where I am now as we were, you know, in the second quarter of the year is hopefully getting this one closed, which will lead to doors opening to the next one and the next one. Congratulations. That's a, that's, that's a big step. That's a big achievement. I wish you success. Thank you. Closing the deal as soon as possible. Right. Yes, for sure. So what's next for you, man? What's next for Michael? Sure. What is the next big goal or milestone? For sure. So I, uh, my goal for this, this calendar year was to get one deal done in the multifamily space. So I'm almost there. If I can get that accomplished, the secondary goal would be to find another commercial real estate property, whether it be self-storage or multifamily again, or mobile home park. I've been able to evaluate all three of those categories of assets. And I definitely would prefer uh, certain parts of the, of the country to be able to accomplish that, but that it would be to be able to find the next deal that fits the parameters that my investors are looking for, that I'm looking for to be able to take it down and, and get it repositioned. So definitely looking for value add properties, um, mostly not really class A or, or already stable, but more so that I can go in and reposition and, and turn them around and, and improve whatever neighborhood they may be in. That definitely would be my, my next goal. That's hopefully something I can accomplish third or fourth quarter of the year. Great. Fantastic, man. I, I hope that will happen. Thank you. Well, let's say I don't hope, I know it will happen. For sure. <laughs> but awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Michael. One of the fun parts of our show is to know, is to get to know our basically guests, mm -hmm. if you will. And I have uh, a few questions that I would like to ask you. Sure. In our fun round. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's go back. Let's go back for a second to a uh, second. Let's go back for a second to elementary or uh, middle school years. What was the younger version of Michael <clears throat> looked like at that time? All I cared about was basketball. That's all I wanted. <laughs> all I did, played okay. it, watched, watched it every single day. Thought I was going to be a NBA player. So, like, and I was good at math. So I was good at math, and I played basketball. That, that, that was that was that was my life back then. And <laughs> also. What is your go-to Halloween costume? I'd say Freddy Krueger. Probably Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Why yeah. that? Those, is, those were the scariest movies in the 80s when I was a kid. So I always wanted to dress up to scare people like that. So that's probably, <laughs> that's probably my go-to. Uh, cool. If you were to describe yourself with one word, what would it be? Uh, reliable. Reliable. Be dependent upon pretty much all the time, whatever it may be. Love it. What was the one question you always wanted to be asked by someone who interviewed you in the past, but never did? Probably, who would I want to have dinner with, dead or alive? Okay. And my answer would be probably, probably Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. That was my favorite entertainer of all time. I've met a good amount of celebrities living in Los Angeles, but 
I never met him. So probably, probably him. Michael Jackson. Okay. Why Michael Jackson? I just, all my, celebrities. just my favorite entertainer. Uh, okay. he, as a kid, he was my favorite entertainer. Yeah. Right. Uh, cool. Let's go with that. If in 100 years, science fails to save us and all that is left is just a book about your life. What would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about Michael McCoy? I think the title would be Never Let Fear Win. Love it. And that the reason why is that will be it is to me, fear is temporary. So once you defeat it, it, it can never it can never come back and get you. So we all have we all have fears for what for various reasons. But each time you defeat it, it makes you stronger, in my opinion, so that you become more resilient and less can affect you whatever the next mission is. So that's kind of how I treat it. I only know one way to deal with it, and that's just to face it head on. So th that will be my title. Excellent. You know, if you were to write this book, I would probably read it. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> Sounds good. And the last question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Because I'm in building my business mode, it probably will be something to do with uh, business, my real my business specifically. So it probably would be uh, something to attract money or something to attract deals. So it probably would be something gimmicky, like, I think those are the best billboards that catch people's attention. Mm -hmm. So it probably would be um, like uh, Apartments R.S. Just something to catch people's attention, like a play on Toys R.S., but Apartments R.S. <laughs> where, uh, where instead of where a kid can be a kid, it would be where an adult can be a millionaire. That's what I would, that's what I would do. That's pretty clever. Yeah. That's pretty clever. That probably will catch people's attention a lot. I mean, we'll we'll probably have ten percent more accidents on the roads. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 put it, I'll put it somewhere uh, where you can see it while you're at cool. Self freeways. <laughs> no, that's great, man. That's great. I love it, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell all our listeners how to find you if they have any questions or you know they want to reach out and pick your brain. Sure, uh, they can reach me on my website, globalallianceproperties.com. Uh, they can reach me at my uh, my vanity number, 213-437-DEAL. Uh, they can reach me on Facebook, direct message if they want, Michael McCoy or Global Alliance Properties on Facebook. And they can uh, reach me. Uh, yeah, that, that would be it. Yeah. That's cool. for all the sources. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll put those sources in our show notes. So okay. people who want to reach out to you, they can easily find it. Perfect. Right on the podcast. Sure. So I think it'll be a very good spot for it. Okay, great. Michael, it was a pleasure. Man, thank you so much for for coming and uh, sharing your experience with our listeners, sharing your story. I think there are a lot of nuggets that you just shared with us that people can take and start taking action on. Man, it was a pleasure having you. No problem, Jane. Any time. I know you and I will be connecting probably uh, very soon. You know, talk okay. it up. 
talk about the other things. So I'll be seeing you very shortly. All right. Have a good day. All right. Thank you so much, Michael. Have a good one. We hope that today's episode has inspired you to take action towards building the life you've always wanted. Don't forget to leave us a review, share, and subscribe to our podcast for more empowering stories, actionable insights, and motivation to help you make the shift towards your own dreams. Thanks again for listening to The Shift.